is the final fantasy fiction friday of 2023 i've got chapter 40 of the dragon collector queued up for you today in this chapter javen finally comes face to face with his greatest foe king omri throw in a few evil dragons one of whom is about to eat javen's mother and he finds himself in a world of trouble how is he going to handle these challenges tune in to find out but before we return to Sandador, I want to let you know that I have opened up the League of Adventurous Authors to new members. In the League, we meet live on Zoom each Monday and Friday to share goals, wins, and our stories. One author steps into the spotlight each meeting to read a few chapters of a current writing project. Then, we provide live feedback that is encouraging and helps you become a better author. And in the last 10 to 15 minutes of the meeting, we have a live Q&A time, so you never have to feel stuck again. To be considered for this opportunity, simply shoot an email to dk at authordkdrake.com, and I will personally respond with application details. Now it's time to visit the land of Xandador. It's Fantasy Fiction Friday! That means it's time for an escape break with Author DK Drake. This is the part of the show where your host, author DK Drake, reads you a snippet of one of her stories. So if you're intrigued by a world where dragons exist and people live for hundreds of years, stay tuned for a show designed for sheer entertainment purposes. Still here? Fantastic. Prepare for adventure, for you are now entering the land of Xandador. Chapter 40, The Contenders. The stone Javen expected to feel as he pressed his palms against the column wasn't stone at all. It was actually a soft, malleable surface that lit up and vibrated when he touched it. A perfect mold of his hands remained once he stepped back. The vibration stopped, but the glow lingered, and a vertical line of four triangles the size of dragon scales appeared above his handprints. Halt! The Dark King ordered Basilus to a hovering standstill above Esmeralda and peered over the edge. Who touched the column? The people around Javen jumped back, sweeping Aster with them. How they were able to create a 15-foot berth around him in an instant in the midst of such a packed crowd amazed him, and spoke volumes about the fear this king instilled in his people. No one had stood up to this man by daring to compete in the battle for the throne in centuries. With the Dark King's gaze fixed on Javen, Javen began to understand why. An obnoxious form of power-hungry evil emanated from the Dark King, and Javen was tempted to join the quivering crowd behind him. A glance at his mother, however, encouraged him to stand his ground. Javen adjusted his hat, cleared his throat, and said, I did. Think I'll eat him too, just for disturbing my meal, Vasilis said. I would, Serenity said, as lean as he is. He won't be very filling, though. Doesn't matter. He's young. He'll have a nice crunch to him. Hearing the telepathic dragon conversation unnerved Javen further. They were, after all, discussing his demise but he didn't want to clue them into the fact that he could understand them. As long as he was able to eavesdrop, he might be able to pick up some interesting information about dragons or the Dark King that could provide an advantage for him in the competition. Nevertheless, he couldn't resist looking up into the angry eyes of the half-golden dragon as he floated above the heads of those standing on the stage. The view into the two large black pools of hatred sent shivers down Javen's spine. He didn't detect one ounce of kindness in the dragon's heart, but maybe that was because they were meeting at the height of its feeding time and it wanted to make a meal out of him. Vasilis snorted a puff of smoke in Javen's direction, then began making slow circles above the people in Stalker Square while awaiting his master's command to commence his meal. You? The outrage in Omri's voice disappeared and he resumed his relaxed demeanor. Why, you are too young to know the significance of what happens when you touch that column. 
He stretched his hand and waved it over the crowd. Many people are here today. One of them must have bumped you into the column. You may apologize to the people for your unfortunate accident and for stalling the justice that awaits Esmeralda. The commanding tone of Omri's voice was unmistakable. Jabin wanted to back down and follow the king's admonition to apologize. That sure was easier than standing his ground and risking becoming part of the Noonstalker's next meal. But if he caved, his mother would die. I cannot apologize because it was not an accident. Javen stepped forward and took his hat off. I am Javen from the Collector Bloodline. I came here today to enter the battle for the throne. As one, the people sucked in a breath of shock and held it as they awaited Omri's response. Even the dragons joined the breathless silence. Omri crossed his arms and narrowed his eyes. No one has dared challenge me in four hundred years. I am not challenging you, sir. Javen felt his voice begin to falter and had to work to make it sound strong and steady. He took a deep breath and made himself say his well-rehearsed words. I am simply acting in willing obedience to the laws of the land. Your justice demands I be allowed to compete in the battle for the throne. Wait, Micah said, walking over to stand beside Omri. You look familiar. That's because we have met before, Javen said. Apparently Micah beat up so many people he didn't remember them all. We have? You have? Omri asked. Yes, Javen nodded toward Esmeralda. On the day she opened the portal... I was with her when you captured her. If you had given her a chance to explain, you would have learned she was trying to send me to Earth so I would not enter the battle for the throne. She was acting in King Omri's best interest and should be released. Micah, explain. Omri turned his wrath on Micah. Why was this rebel not arrested? Esmeralda was the known rebel. He, um, didn't seem important. Well, clearly he has a problem that needs to be dealt with. Omri slapped Micah's face. You are no longer my son. Now, soldier, arrest him. Javen almost felt sorry for Micah as he bowed his head, rubbed his cheek, and headed for the stairs. All pity washed away, however, when Javen remembered Micah was on his way to arrest him. You cannot arrest me, Javen said. Even though Omri was reacting as Ravier had predicted, Javen still didn't like the prospect of being arrested. He took a deep breath and made himself say the words he had rehearsed that would set Ravier up for his speech. I am a competitor in the battle for the throne. The law which you so nobly uphold allows me the freedom to compete without fear of infringement from the current ruler. He is right, King Omri. Ravier's bold declaration drew all attention in his direction. He zipped up the staircase to the stage, blocking Micah's descent. With all eyes on him, he began reading from the parchment he had smuggled in under his hat. According to the law of the land, a battle for the throne shall determine who rules Xandador. The battle shall take place in the final year of a ruler's 100-year reign. A person from any of the four bloodlines, except for the reigning king or queen, may enter the competition at any point during a battle year without fear of infringement from the current ruler. To officially enter the battle for the throne, a person must touch a bloodline column in Stalker Square in front of no less than 12 witnesses. If his or her bloodline is pure, handprints will remain in the column and four scale slots will appear. The first person to fill the scale slots from the stalkers he has collected, protected, hunted, or destroyed will become the new king or queen. If no one fills the slots by sundown on the final day of the battle year, the reigning ruler will retain the throne for one hundred more years. Once the echo of Ravier's words faded away, he continued, King Omri, you have praised your people for obeying the law. Shouldn't you do the same and allow the battle to commence? After all, disobedience is not tolerated in your kingdom. Javen watched Omri fume at hearing his own words repeated back to him. He had been backed into a corner, and Javen could tell the man wasn't sure how to respond. Meanwhile, more and more of Vasilis's scales were turning golden as he floated above the crowd. 
Javen could feel the dragon's mood darken with each changing scale. If Vasilis wasn't allowed to eat soon, his appetite would become insatiable. Then no one in the square would be safe. Of course my father will allow the battle to commence. Micah's words turned the infuriated look on Omri's face to one of stone-cold anger. Micah shot his father a sideways glance and knew he was standing on shaky ground. Nevertheless, he continued to address the crowd. He didn't want to spend any more time in the dungeon and knew that's where he was headed if he didn't talk fast. King Omri is an honorable man who upholds the law and only wants what is best for the people of Xandador. It is a battle for the throne year and you deserve to experience the thrill and excitement of such a battle. But there is no battle without an opponent. He paused and smiled. He was about to make history. On behalf of King Omri and the Hunter bloodline, I present myself as a proxy competitor in the battle for the throne. The crowd cheered Micah's announcement. They liked his idea. But would his father? He held his breath and waited for Omri's reaction. If you enjoyed today's Escape Break episode but don't want to wait to find out what happens next, click on over to authordkdrake.com. There you can become a DK Drake Insider, secure your free starter library, and access all the books from the Dragonstalker Bloodline Saga that are available for sale on Amazon. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight.